really excited and privileged to be able to share the the realization and the connection, the reconnection that I've experienced in my own personal recovery from addiction. You know, in terms of addiction, we talk about recovery many times. And the word addiction compared to what it was 20 years ago um, has somewhat been diluted and somewhat become much, much of a norm. And we hear of healthy addictions like chocolate addictions and coffee addictions and um, seemingly less aggressively um, destructive addictions. But looking at an addiction, we need to really look at what it is. What does addiction really mean? And the word to, to understand addiction we would really need to find the, the opposite on the pole. And I would think that addiction would be disconnection. So recovery would be reconnection. And addiction would be our adaptations to feel, to reconnect. And... Um, you know, the word recovery really comes down to not something outside of us. You know, when I first walked into a recovery meeting, I would go to the meeting believing that I would hear something that I didn't have, that I, some insight, just hoping for that person to drop that golden, golden word for me, or I'd go to a, a meeting of some sort, um, just waiting to hear that answer so that that would kind of put the puzzle in place and boom my recovery would would happen and um, you know recovery means you find something that was lost or that gets lost and really the, the journey of recovery has been an inward journey of recovering myself with my reconnect and reconnecting with the divine source of, of if I could say, call it God, the creator, the divine within me that I've been created and, and wonderfully made by. So we find that when we look at recovery, unlike popular, popular beliefs, it's not something that you find outside. It's something that is attained and something that is experienced through being present and through experiencing the reconnection of oneself again. And so when we are in recovery, we are trying to find something that we lost. And if we go out and, for example, in the waves ahead of me, I convinced you that uh, a ship had gone down with some, some treasure at some point, the chance of recovery would be great knowing that there's something to recover. And this is where divine aspects come into play that are outside of our logic, where we start to experience a connection and we start to realize that there is hope, that 
there is a spark of, of divine love, of magic within you, deep within your soul, that if is nurtured and is if cared for, can bring forth the life and the healing and the wholeness that you've been attempting to find outside of yourself in your addiction. So if you recover something, it means that it's always been there. You just couldn't see it. And so my encouragement to you today is to bring to you the realization that your recovery and healing is not far from you. You're naturally designed to, to heal. Not through time, but through regulating. Through feeling. When we think of recovery, we often think of something outside of us. But what if we have lying inside of us, dormant, sits, waiting for us to reveal itself to us? And this is why we st- the journey is an inward journey of asking ourselves questions and a dialogue of convincing ourselves that we have the capacity and that we have the resource. And once we start to experience a reconnection, the reconnection starts to allow us to almost quench the pain. We start to see that addiction is more of an escape of numbing or an escape from the pain of not being connected, of not being present, of not feeling like you have a purpose in this world. And as a result of not having the purpose, as a result of not having the disconnection, we started adapting and we became, the addiction became the adaptation. And we're not the addiction. We're not addicts. The addiction in our lives became an adaptation of who we were and are. And so when we find ourselves going back to wholeness, going back to finding our ability to resource and find resource, we look at getting back to methods of healing and methods of reconnection. And the strongest form of that reconnection is divinely experiencing a a divine source in a secret space, a safe place within yourself. This is able, this is so much more possible when done in and around nature. It's also enhanced when you reduce toxicity through your diet due to the vibration of what we eat. It's further enhanced by becoming mindful of our mindsets, of our belief systems, of our traumas, of our unforgivenesses and our pains that cause toxicity and disconnection. Dr. Gabor Mate specialized in addiction and has really um, been groundbreaking in his, in his work with dealing with trauma and his his, ter- his, his definition of addiction is any behavior that gives us temporary relief and pleasure that we crave and still pursue despite having negative consequences. And suddenly we realize that addiction is not 
just with an insulin needle and um, wire pipe and a gauze down a little, little dark alley. But addiction is anything that we find that makes our life unmanageable, that we find temporary relief from, temporary escape, a temporary sense of numbness. And this is a wonderful time now to become aware of the adaptations that are within your life and looking at your lifestyle as a whole. You can remove the, the adaptation or the support, but until you really deal with the pain that led you to want to disconnect and numb, you will find other ways of adap adapting. So thank you for listening. Just talking on responsibility, um, you know, a lot of us are called to a sense of responsibility is almost like a duty. And um, as leaders and as leaders in businesses and homes and countries, as leaders of our own lives, we have a responsibility. And responsibility is the ability to respond to the current moment in time. Uh, individually and collectively and being responsive is about having presence being present so that you have the presence to respond to the current crisis and you know we've all been thrown into a into a river and we're swimming what trauma does is trauma always makes you feel like you have no time, you have no space. It feels compressed. It's closed, there's no open relation. And trauma separates. And it's key through establishing techniques, self-regulating techniques, and becoming present, really within ourselves, to be able to bring about resource and be of support to anyone in this time. Um, a lot of us started this race off um, as a sprint, and it was, uh, you know, a period of it's, it's this long, and we've just got to hold our breath to there. But when you're running a race, and you realise it's not a hundred meters dash, you need to start having resources, and. The, you know, there's there's an effect of burnout on on us on our immune system, and collectively we have an immune system that's that seems like it's it's bursting. It seems like the container um, has cracked, and it's going to be about um, regulating. It's going to be about building supportive networks. Um, I feel that this is the time where innovative. Um, capacities are unleashed within us where when we are quiet enough when we are allowed to get through into our breath we can support our nervous system and tap into to the presence that's required here so 
if fear arises, um, you know, we really need to look at what are we doing to, to, to balance our nervous system. The language we use with our kids, the tone that we use, the news that we're, the input that we're, we're accustoming us, the environment that is around us is a fearful one. It's disconnecting, it's separating. So as you board a, an aircraft, they give you a, a, a life mask, a mask with what you really need. And they say, no matter how important the kids are around you or whoever's sitting next to you, without this mask being on your own, regulating, self-regulating, you have no benefit and you have no resource to anyone. And um, I feel that the world has changed and it's never going to be the same. And when we try and get very, um, uh, we come up with the need to have solutions, there also, this creates a paralysis within us. And so getting back to self-regulation is the first step. The first step is to feeling present within ourselves, within our bodies. The body contains the feelings, the emotions and sensations. And if we are going to digest this fear, and process it and have integ integrate it and not be victims of this of a collective um, almost bubble we need to start with ourselves and so there's you know high levels of sensitivity with with individuals with high levels of sensitivity at the moment um, the requirement for if you see us as a tree connected to to earth is deeper rooting and a lot more time spent in self-regulation and self-regulating as a society as, as a whole and collectively and individually. So the heartfelt connectivity is, is the key I feel for, for what is required in this crisis. When we begin to not give each other a mental, you know, mental support but where we are really present, presencing with one another, when we are listening and we are feeling at the same time, there is a, there is a, a collective, almost um, a sense of relief that gets created. And, uh, you know, in, in, in Hebrew, there's, there's a story in the Bible where the Hebrew people were on Mount Sinai and this collective experience started to play out and it's been seen over and over throughout many in, in many traditions and cultures where when people collectively come together intentionally um, almost uh, a consciousness is raised and almost they are able to connect to a, a divine resource an unimaginable resource and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like an intelligent network that gets created by a group presence and when God spoke to Moses and he spoke to the people on, the, on Mount Sinai, the reports, so the reports back from them were that each one of them said that God had spoke to them in a personal way, in an individual way. And what's amazing for me is the collective principle there was that there is something experienced in a dynamic when many people are gathered when there is a group coherence and there is a, almost an intelligence that that humans tap into 
and um, this group field is almost like an intelligent expression and it exceeds the sum of us so where there's this this group coherence this group consciousness I feel that um, it can rise in homes um, there's you know there's there's the, there's this collective field that we can acknowledge of fear by not acknowledging it we uh, we, we um, we're not present with it we don't digest it and also when we come up with a sense of having hope very often hope having hope in a situation is very much linked to fear because in the present state when you bring yourself back into a present moment you have full resources and hope is already alive then so it's very important to be able to be presencing with situations that are happening now and that the feelings and sensations that we are feeling are somehow also connected to those feelings and traumas of the past and we are born into into a fragmented almost traumatized separated world state and the funny thing is the glass that we look through that's cracked we think it's clear and what we think is normal is is separated is disconnected and reviewing how we are living reviewing how we are regulating reviewing how we what are we storing in our nervous system and how are we regulating the nervous system needs to be um, something that's brought into into play now so we're all in this river and you know when they say when in doubt always come back to yourself um, as I said to you the you need to disconnect to disconnect from from fear we need to feel it it's it's so real and is the ability to disconnect from outward fear comes from an from an ability to tapping into a resource internally